welcome to another episode of Truth Be Told, the podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mullen. It's me. It's me, guys. How you doing? It is a beautiful summer day where I am right now. I hope you're having a lovely day or evening, wherever you're listening to this from. I am right in the middle of a gorgeous summer day, like the perfect quintessential slurpy slurpin' blue sky, birds chirping, basking in the sun kind of summer day. It's beautiful. Um, I was just in the backyard, my friend's backyard here in Calgary, and I was sitting on a white plastic chair, soaking up the sunbeams, green shrubbery and plant life blooming all around me, birds chirping, and then all of a sudden, a little jackrabbit, a wild jackrabbit just like bounces into the backyard, and we stared each other down. We were like 10 feet away. I was attracting all the wildlife, guys. I was like, I was like fucking Snow White. It's beautiful. Beautiful day. I needed it. The last couple days, emotional hell. I won't get into it. We're going to keep it light. This episode is light. Actually, the beautiful uh, weather of today uh, fits perfectly with the theme. Yeah, we have a theme. We always have a theme. If you're new to this podcast, uh, you should know very quickly how this works. It's a storytelling comedy podcast where I have fantastic, interesting, lovely people on the show. And they tell stories, true stories from their life that revolve around that particular episode's theme. Yeah. And as I was saying... Today's theme is perfect with the weather. Today's theme is friendship. Yup, yup. We're going to be sailing on the seas of joy on the friendship. That's today's episode. Friendship is such a crucial pillar to living a good existence. It's so important. And yet... I feel like as we age, we get worse at it in some ways. I'm generalizing here. But I feel like kids really understand friendship. They get it. It's so authentic. Children know how to be friends. Because when you're a kid, friendship is like built into your daily existence. And it's in your routine. And it's one of the focal points of your life. It just is. When I was a kid and I was on the playground, you know, maybe this is robotic or weird. I just see it as being very innocent and childlike. If I was playing with a new friend when I was like seven or eight or six, I'd be playing for half an hour at recess. And then at the end, I would turn to them and I would say, would you like to be my friend? I'd just ask them. And they would say yes. And that was it. Clarification. Fantastic. We know where we stand. And uh, that, that really worked for me. And I really enjoyed that. And sometimes I wish friendships were as easy as that in adulthood. And they're not. 
in adulthood, friendships uh, often seem to be brought down by life circumstances. You know, when you're an adult, you have so much more stuff on the go. So friendships usually get put on the back burner and they become something we take for granted. You know, we're obsessed with career, our significant other, our children, our extended family, all that stuff. It's, it's time consuming and uh, we often forget about friendships and how vital they are to our lives. And then what happens is you see your friends less and less. Maybe they live in a different city. Maybe you just don't have time. And we become this less authentic version of ourselves. We lose that kind of kid friendship where you can just like have an argument, you know? The intimacy of having an argument with someone you trust. A little disagreement. It becomes kind of scary to have an argument because you might lose that person sometimes. Again, I'm generalizing. I feel like adult friendships are fraught with things left unsaid. We watch our friends change and we want to enjoy the time we spend with them so we don't challenge them and they don't challenge us sometimes. You know, we, we, we have resentments and hidden thoughts about our friends that maybe we talk about with our significant other when we're not near them. We, um, we watch our friends change politically sometimes and then we kind of avoid topics because things get uncomfortable. We secretly dislike our friend's significant other and we think, wow, why are they with that piece of trash? But we don't say anything because we don't want to rock the boat too much. Yeah, and it just feels like there's so much that goes unsaid and that bums me out. And so as of late, I have made it my mission in my life to recapture the spirit of friendship that I had as a child. You already know if you listen to this podcast, I'm an open book. I'm already very honest and pretty authentic with people. But I think I can always go further with that. And in the friendships in my life, they're so important to me. I really do consider them the family that I choose. So I'm going to make a concerted effort to be as honest and real and um, familiar with all my good friends. Give it a try in your own life. If you feel that weird subtext hovering above your friendship that doesn't get said, try saying it. See what happens. If they're a good friend, they can take it. Anyways, that's going to be my... uh, story or anecdote about friendship because I'm just not getting into it. I have lots of great best friend stories because I've been lucky to have wonderful people around me in my life, but uh, I'm not going to go there. Instead, I'm going to let my guests lead the way on this episode. But before we get to the guests, let's go to the quote of the episode. This episode quote is brought to you by none other than Oprah Winfrey, 
Oprah said, Lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. Great quote. So true, Oprah, so true. Oprah knows her shit, guys. You want a true friend in life. All right, let's jump into these stories with some people that I consider lovely friends. I'm sitting next to Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown is an actor and a playwright, and he went to theater school with me. Yes. <laughs> yes, and he's always getting work and making work, and he's just a wonderful person. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have a story about friendship. May I just quickly ask, because I am your friend. Yes. How are you? I'm you should good. check in, not I'm just good. jump in. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling well, friend. <laughs> Good. Great. All right, Jeff. Uh, tell me your story of friendship. Uh, okay. So um, when I was in elementary school, I had a very good friend. Uh, let's call him Marvin. Oh, we're going to do a <laughs> fake name. I'll do a fake name. Okay. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and we were always trying to like get into schemes, Ooh. you know? I had, I had a, a business in in elementary school called the 5S business. <laughs> called the super secret school selling service. Whoa! Where, uh, I would find things on the ground and sell them out of my desk. You were what age? Uh, between like uh, nine and 11. Okay, all right, yeah, wow. So, so that was like how, how, I, how I rolled. And so, so me, and, me and my friend Marvin would always try to get up to schemes. And then when we got into into junior high, it's like a real culture shock. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, we had we shared our locker. We decided that we would get a locker together. So oh, that's, we, oh yeah, yeah, locker buddies. Locker that's partners. A thing. So yeah. we were very excited, and we got like a little shelf for it. <laughs> it's um, like moving in together. We did. It was, but yeah. So we were trying to figure out what our thing was, and we were like, we were like collecting change outside of the Seven Eleven, and then buying. Uh, uh, donuts with it, but we didn't think that was badass enough. So we decided somehow that we would uh, start um, stealing books from the library, uh, from the school library, oh and selling them out of our locker. Wait, and you would check them out? <laughs> no, no, no. We would go just in. Steal them. We'd go in in our like skater hoodies because I was big skater when I was no, 12. No one will think you're a stealer. Um, and, yeah. uh, and, then, uh, and then we'd sit by one of the, like, the return racks and then just pick random books and put them in like the hoodie pockets and then walk out because they didn't have an alarm or anything. Uh-huh. And uh, we were quite brazen about it. We would just sit in the hallway and say books for sale. Oh, my gosh. Um, and um, anyway... We got caught, and uh, I found out it was this girl had told on us. Oh, so you weren't even caught because you were brazenly no. selling no, them no, in no. the hall. I mean, it would have happened eventually, but this girl with a duct tape purse told on us. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so a, some tacky bitch told I, on you. I don't remember her name, but I remember that, and I was like, 
fuck you, man. Um, <laughs> it would have happened eventually. But anyway, we got caught. We went to uh, the principal's office and they called in my parents, which I felt super bad about because my parents, <gasps> yes! are, my parents are both librarians. Yes, your parents uh, are professional <laughs> librarians. I forgot about that. They met in library school. That's hilarious. So wait, no, and they're not even, are they school librarians? Like a no, high school? Or no, are they my, like... well, my dad, my dad uh, worked at the University of Calgary as the University of Calgary librarian for like 35 years. And your mom works where as a librarian? They're retired now, but my mom works, was a law librarian. So worked oh at Oh my God, firms. I didn't even know there was Oh, libra- justice too. There's that angle of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I did not know that there was a library school that you could attend. Okay. It's a master's program. Yeah. Wow. So you're... <laughs> they know the Dewey de Dewey Decimal. Decimal, not decibel. No, that's sound. Dewey yeah, Decimal. Yeah. Dewey Decimal system. They know yes. that and they fell in love. And anyways, so now <laughs> you are betraying your your own heritage yeah. by selling uh, by selling the stolen books from the library. But in a way I think now looking back, I, I think that in some sense it could be considered flattering to them because I was in some ways mirroring what their job was. was this is a reach. This is it's a little bit of a reach. reach. It's a little Jack. bit of a reach. Um, so anyway, I got suspended, and, uh, and Marvin's parents uh, said that we couldn't uh, be friends anymore. What? Yeah. We had to stop. What, like you're the bad apple? Yeah, I was, I was uh, they thought that I was the ringleader in all this said that we couldn't be friends anymore. We couldn't share. I got the locker. I kept the little shelf. He had to move out of the he locker? He moved out of my locker. Oh and my and I, I really, I think that it was a loss for him. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, uh, he didn't have many friends. <laughs> I'm being brutal here. But, but, but also, okay, also, um, years later, another friend of mine worked with him at a uh, at a blockbuster Rogers video or something when those existed and said that he was like yeah that kid is weird one day he like he was like hey you want to see something cool and then opened his bag and it was full of stolen movies so now I'm thinking I wasn't the ringleader on all of this maybe he's oh do you uh, know what I was thinking when you said what? that I wasn't thinking that at all I was thinking I've... he is a cat burglar missing his getaway van guy he's he's missing his partner oh yeah he it's wanted a, to keep going yeah. you guys could have had like a diamond stealing business it's true we could have but wait we... so were you close what, what? let's talk about the friendship element yeah yeah of yeah this. right like what drew I'm getting you getting off of the friends yeah this element. is a betrayal story <laughs> a story of uh, selling each other out um, but what drew you to each other what did you have in common what um, kind of friendship was it what kind of friendship was it? I don't know. I feel like when you're in elementary school, there's just like the people who are there. I don't think we had that many interests. I think we just like lived in the same neighborhood. We were both kind of losers. Uh, I can't even think of anything that we had that was like a similar interest, but he was like one of my best friends. Isn't that weird about when you're so young? It's like they sit in the desk near you. Yeah. So now they're your friend. He was there. <laughs> he was there. He was, was around. And you don't even mean that in a sweet that way. Like, he was always there for no. me. It's just, no, he was physically there. I might be forgetting something. I mean, we had some good times. We would, like, have, like, sleepovers and, and read scary stories and stuff and get all freaked out. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't think 
yeah, I don't remember how we met. I think he was just there, you know? So, how did your parents feel about you stealing the books? Well, I thought that they were really horrified about it, but I told my mom that I was going to tell this story on your podcast, and she was saying that when they were in the office, they were, like, stifling back laughter. Really? Yeah, because the principal, who they thought was, like, this huge loser... (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, they, they, he was like talking about how this was like sending me on a life of crime, and I was like, yeah, yeah. He made like a big deal about it, and they were like, they didn't think it was a big deal, but they made me think it was a big deal. Wow. So, uh, 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 the end to the story. um, Well, we can keep talking about it, but uh, is that um, Marvin recently added my dad as a friend on Pokemon Go? Okay, so many questions. (laughs) So many questions about that one. Okay, one, you can add friends on Pokemon Go? Yeah, it's a new feature. Okay, number two, he added him on Pokemon Go, but not regular social media platforms like Facebook? No. Number three, why your dad? (laughs) Well, my dad's a big Pokemon Go player. He's very into it. Yeah, but why do you add your dad? There's lots of Pokemon Go players. <laughs> they're on a, they're on like a network. They have a forum. It's like a forum of Pokemon Go players <laughs> in Calgary. <laughs> and they, uh... Oh, my yeah. God. Okay, this is such a wild story. <laughs> and now they're going to be good friends. And now they're going to be good friends. Yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't thought about that guy in in like a decade and I think that probably him adding my dad on Pokemon Go is what brings it into your mind think about it when you said this topic now yeah we can laugh about it now but at the time when you were told you couldn't be friends with him was that like really emotionally upsetting yeah 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 I I, yeah I said something like oh it's worse for him that's a defense mechanism no I, I didn't have that many friends I had like maybe like Yeah, like four, four close friends, and he was one of them, and so that sort of disrupted the whole group, and we had to have a conversation about who's going to be friends with who. And it did kind you of... have a goodbye to him? Did you say goodbye to each other? Not really. No, he was just like, I was like, why aren't you coming to the locker? And he's like, oh, I have a new locker now. I'm not allowed to be friends with you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm going to end this uh, beautiful <laughs> story, but I want to get one last sound bite from you here. Um, if there was a moral to all this, or something that you've taken from all this, from this experience, what would it be? Um, no, don't blame your, your follies on your friend to your parents. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Marvin, if that is your real name. <laughs> don't blame. That's a good point. Is that a good moral? No, I don't that know. Is good. It doesn't seem like I've learned anything. What's don't ama- steal books from the library. Libraries are great community spaces, and, uh, and you should support your local libraries, not steal books. That's, that's great. But, well, we steal from public transit sometimes. Yeah. Or I do. 
Oh God, I do. It's They're awful. coming for you now. They are coming. They've caught me a few times. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about it. Uh, Jeff, thank you for being on my show. You need to promo the amazing new show you're in. Yeah, I'm acting in a show in Calgary. It's called A Dinner Party by Christopher Duffy. and It's, it's a play. It's a play. It's an independent production, and it's going up uh, on... Uh, June 21st to 30th at the Vertigo Studio if you're in Calgary. Yeah, so if you're in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and you want to see a play, is it a comedy, a drama? It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Lots of laughs. You'll laugh. You'll have a good time. Go see it. Thank you, Jeff Brown. Also, if you're like a person who reads plays, you can like, he's a published playwright. It's true. You can get you- my play, The Circle, at your local bookstore and if they don't have it then ask for it and then they will stock it and i will and be they happy will, they will be like what do you want me to do <sighs> okay and then they'll order it in and then you can own it or you could just go to chapters it's there too chapters <laughs> all right guys bye-bye jeff bye i'm sitting with rodrigo fernandez stole he is a actor, a comedic performer. He's he's huge in the Toronto comedy scene. He is. He's everywhere. Everywhere. I feel like I feel like you've made so much content that is constantly out there. Like of anybody in this community, you are out there. Thank you. Yeah. That actually does mean a lot because I feel like I uh, uh, like I like I was telling you before. I think I'm addicted to it and. Um, I can't stop. I won't stop. But uh, no, I just really enjoy it. And it's um, it's super fun. And I just really love creating things with different people. And isn't and so. it good that you're actually funny? Because if it was someone who I couldn't stand who was making constant content, that I get be... that a lot. Right? <laughs> Do you a, get that? Yeah, I get that a lot from people who are just like, oh, it's actually like funny stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, does that mean there's a lot of stuff out there that... Oh yeah, that's a lot of crap. But yours is good, and I'm so happy you're on the show. And today you're going to tell me a friendship story. Yes, you had uh, you had asked about a friendship story. Now I have a I have a like a very tight group of buddies that I grew up grew up with, um, and we still have like our text thread that we text each other all the time. With. Oh, I've always wanted to be in one of those. Yeah, it's very. Uh, it's 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 just one of those things where like we all have known each other since we were kids so you can probably imagine the you know uh dude-ish uh friendship convos that we have where we make fun of each other constantly right uh a lot of a lot of they make fun of me all the time because i'm the only artsy one out of the group everyone else is like sells insurance and is in like apps and uh construction so they're all they're all very accomplished people and then i'm the one who's like the stressed out artist all the time uh but they make fun of me for being the stressed out artist um anyway so i get ripped on a good amount um so i have to like prove myself a lot with my friends sometimes well at least growing up i had to because i felt like i needed to like show that i was like the risk taker Oh, wow. So uh, there was one uh, one winter where uh, one of my friends, my friend Matt, he went to Queens University. And um, I, uh, I got invited one weekend by him to go and visit Kingston. And he promised 
uh, drugs and, and there would be girls and like parties and it would be like the best time of my life. And I thought, what friend promises that and doesn't follow through with it? Well, he did. There was none of that. It was, I showed, <laughs> How I, old were you? I was 20 years old, okay. I think. I showed, no, 20, yeah, like 21 or 20, but I showed up to a, uh, basically like a little frat house with like 10 guys playing video games during a snowstorm. And uh, I uh, I walked into the room and just saw them there. Just saw a bunch of dudes. And my friend Matt was like, hey, so we're just going to chill out and like have some drinks. And I'm thinking, oh, man, like, you know, you just you had these when you were that age, you had these expectations of like university life is just party and like yeah. good times. And, and anytime it's not that you feel like you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and I didn't have that. I, I mean, I, I went to I went to Humber College, but I dropped out after a year, and I didn't really have like that. Right. I lived at home, so I just never really had that. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm sitting there watching these guys play video games, and uh, so I'm sitting there with my buddy Matt, and we're chatting, and um, I, re- I just really wanted to prove myself to all these guys who I didn't really know. And I felt like I wanted, I wanted to like be like, I want these guys to think that Matt's friends are like wild and like the coolest guys. And for some reason I thought uh, somebody had said, oh, there's a, uh, there's like a, uh, at the campus pub there in Queens, there's a, um, like a party there happening. We could all head there. And then somebody had said, yeah, someone should streak. And then I stood up and I said, I'll do it. All street. <laughs> this is how attention craving I was, where I said, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll streak." How cold was it? It was. Uh, it was a snowstorm. It was incredibly oh cold. God. It was freezing. Rod. And then, uh, so for some reason, I thought that was like a great idea, and they all went along with it, and they all planned it out. And some guy named Dino. Dino. Um, some guy named Dino was like, "I'll hold your clothes for you," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So we mapped it out. We went our we went to this bar. My friend Matt is like, you don't have to do this. Like, just think about it. You don't have to do this if you don't want. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show all these guys a good time. And then so we showed up to this bar and uh, they told they paid for my, like my entry. And then we went I went to the washroom and I'm in the stall. And this guy named Dino is like in the next stall. And he's like, hey, give me all your clothes and I'll meet you back at the house. And I went, okay. And I took off all my clothes, except my shoes. I left my shoes on and uh, gave my clothes to a total stranger. He gets out of the washroom and then it clicked in where I was like, oh, wow, I have to do this. Like, I have to do this. Wait, that's when the penny dropped? Yeah, that's when the penny dropped. And I was, uh, I was, I was just fully naked in this washroom and in the middle of Queens University and I was kind of like, oh, God, okay, here we go. And this is, like, before cell phones and everything. So, luckily, no one could video this. Um, and then I uh, I said, let's do this. Okay, so I walked out of the stall, and there was a guy peeing. And he looked over, and he did a double take. And he just, like, looked at me, and he was like, what the... F-? And I walked out of the washroom. And as soon as I walked out of the washroom, there was a girl on the payphone. That's how long ago this was. She was using the payphone right in front of the washroom. And she looked at me and I was like, 
just looking at her, a butt naked man, just in the middle of the hallway in in Queens University, yeah. just there. I was standing there, and she looked at me, and then she she didn't really know what to do, so she started yelling into the phone, going, "There's a naked guy <laughs> right in front of me. There's a naked guy in front of me," and I didn't really know what to do, but. Uh, we had this like joke walk that we used to do or I used to do where I used to do like a, uh, it's kind of like a raptor walk or a centaur walk I do with my legs. I can't, I, uh, there's no point in me describing the walk, but I did <laughs> this it, isn't the I did it in it. the hallway, like trying to like goof joke around, I guess. But I was like, I got to just get out of here. So I just stopped doing the walk and I went, but I'm, I had to walk towards her. To get out of the hallway. So she's like, there's a naked guy coming at me right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And the whole time I'm kind of apologizing to him. I'm like, I'm sorry, sorry with my hands up. And she's freaking out, yelling into the phone. And then finally I make my way out of that hallway. And I'm just standing there in the, in the middle of the party. Like I'm standing there at the bar looking at everyone. And it was record scratch stop everyone in the place was looking at me and I had to cross the dance floor to get to the exit. So people are like, whoa, (laughs) people are looking at me going, what the fuck? And I'm crouched down trying to like squeeze my way, like swerving in and out through this dance floor. People are like, "Ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ah." it was, um, it was, uh, I mean, it was pretty funny. And then I finally got to the exit and I turned around and I was like laughing while I was leaving, like as if saying like later suckers. And the door wouldn't open. So it was just this naked guy like hitting the door as everyone in this bar was looking at me. Uh. And, uh, and, then, and, the, and then I realized that I was at the wrong door and the door that I had to go through was on like the other side of this railing that I had to cross. So I went through the railing, but I had to spread my legs. Oh my god! To get into the through the railing, and as soon as I spread my legs, I swear I could hear everyone go, "Oh!" Like everyone could see my asshole in the middle of this whole bar. <laughs> Streaking with friends is supposed to be like a group thing where you all do yeah. it together. There's camaraderie. Yeah. So I made it. I made <laughs> it to the alone? door. I made it to the door, and I hit. I like I. I open the door and it's a full out snowstorm. Like it's a full Uh. out just snow everywhere. It's freezing. And I ran outside and two security guards are standing right there waiting for me basically. And they try to grab me, but I just bolted. And then, uh, and I, I realized the only way I could head was through the school. So I went up the stairs, started going through the school and I'm going down the hallway of this school. Two security guards are chasing me. And I'm going through the school. And all I see is my friend Matt. <laughs> my friend Matt holding my jacket. My oh. winter jacket. And like looking at me going, come on, buddy. Like, <laughs> like you're running you to him? You can do it, buddy. You can do it. Like, come on, come on. And I'm running to him naked in this, in the middle of the school hallway, oh like lights, bright, bright hallway lights. And I'm running. He puts the jacket on me and pushes me and goes, go, go, go. Tells me to go through a different way. 
And I'm like just racing. And he kind of like stops the security guards kind of to get in their way. I'm running, running, running. (laughs) He follows me after a little while. I go, I'm running. I run out of the school, run through the streets until I finally get back to his house. And I ended up uh, running into the house onto his bed and just like curled up in the fetal position with the jacket on, like freezing cold, just shivering. And he made it back to the house and he opened the door and he just sat there with me and we like chatted while, while it happened. But it was like one of those moments where I was like, like we were, uh, it was just one of those moments where we just had like a good, good old, good old time. Uh, I don't know really it must how to have really felt describe it. So wonderful to see your friend holding the jacket and yeah. you running towards him. Oh, he no. had your back. Yeah, and but we were mostly laughing when he got back. We were mostly laughing because we realized that there was a ton of security cameras in the school hallway. Oh. So we were both like, "Well, that's." someone's bound to see me naked running through the hallway and if anybody is listening and they went to queen's university please check if there's any like surveillance footage of me running naked through the hallways like from 15 years ago i hope there is because that would be really funny that'd be great yeah but um yeah to this day that uh that was one of those moments where i uh i bonded with my friend matt and we had a great time I love that story. I um, love that he didn't ditch you. I love that he didn't just like. I, no, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, I just I just I just think about it as one of those one of those times where we uh, where he enabled my behavior, my terrible behavior. I wasn't even drunk. Like I don't I don't get to the points where I get like super drunk and then something happens. It's more of this like energy from people where I'm where I'm like I gotta do something nuts and then (laughs) that's when we drink you know so uh it was a good time um I uh I are you still friends with him now oh yeah he's one of my best friends yeah that's why I uh I just feel like that story for me I'm just every time I tell it he's he's uh he's one of those guys that's very supportive and so I find that that type of story kind of shows our friend, our friendship. In a nutshell, like, yeah. yeah. He didn't get mad. He wasn't like, you embarrassed me in front of my friends sort of thing, you know? No. Which would kind of happen to some people where they would be like, if something like that happened with other people, they'd be like, you embarrassed me in front of my, like, my, my university friends. But he didn't. He was just like, that was so much fun. Like That's great. You know, he didn't get in trouble. At least I don't think he did. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I left, like, the next morning. <laughs> Rod, I love this story. It's very sweet and endearing. It was. In a roundabout way. Yeah, maybe uh, I had some sort of, like, issues, but whatever. I it's fine. It you turned out great. Uh, Rod, do you have anything you'd like to promo before we lose you? You must. Um, I have... Uh, I do a show called Fog and Lasers every second Wednesday of the month. It's a variety show, stand-up, uh, musical comedy... And uh, we've been doing this show for about three years at Comedy Bar. And uh, I'm so proud to say that we have a, um, we have a full-length music, musical comedy album coming out. It's um, crazy. Under Comedy Records. 
Uh, it's 15 songs, and I did each song with a different musician from Canada. Uh, there's Morgan Waters from Weaves. There's Ian uh, Doherty from uh, July Talk. There's Rich Knox from Danko Jones. Oh, There's wow. Jay McCarroll from He was Brave on the show recently, Jay McCarroll. Oh, nice. Yes, okay. he was. Yeah. People there, know. There's Jay from, uh, yeah, from Brave Shores. There's Steph McCarroll from Bart. Uh, there's um, The Au Pairs are on, who are just this, like, incredible, incredible, like, folk, vocal, uh, just amazing group of uh, Jill Harris, Meg Contini. And Lydia Prasad. This, this, uh, is a, this is a stacked lineup. Yeah. This is great. We got more. Uh, <laughs> we <okay>? got... Uh, <laughs> He's going to list everybody. Yeah, I have to. Oh, my God. Um, there's Adam Hindle uh, from Dwayne Gretzky. There's Tyler Kite from Dwayne Gretzky. Uh, Tyler is like the... He's like unreal when it comes to songwriting. And then I got comedians on there. Like Hunter Collins... Uh, Gwyn Phillips, um, I got Matt O'Brien, Miguel Rivas, Kayla <laughs> How many people are, this whole album, everybody is on The entire this. point of this album was just to like, I wanted to get a ton of people to just, we all make something and put it all together and just this like audio world that you just listen to. But it's really cool. I'm very proud of it. Fog and Lasers, the album, it comes out on May 31st, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. And then we're doing a show at the Rivley, June 11th, <laughs> for North by Northeast. Oh no, he's pulling out his calendar for the year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here he goes. I'm so excited. It's like the my next little while. So if this, I guess this will come out This will come point. out soon. Oh, okay. So cool. yeah. Um, thank you so much, Rod. Thank you for having me. And uh, <laughs> I will put clothes on now. So. Bye. Later. <laughs> Hello, I'm sitting with Christian Smith and Kevin Vidal. They are both <laughs> actor comedians. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're they're really good buds because they're in a sketch duo together. What's your group called? We're called Soul Decision. Uh, uh, spelt how it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very reminiscent of the of the '90s pop group Soul mm-hmm. Decision or it's early sick. early aughts group I should say yeah late 90s early aughts synth pop group soul decisions they were great they were great I went to go see them live as a child in like a psycho blast tour it was called Christina Aguilera yes you did you really saw I went to that and you know what? It was the night that Soul Decision had laryngitis. <laughs> so they said... Like all of Soul's, all Soul Decision. <laughs> all of Soul Decision was like, no. So they said, we feel so bad that we will sit out front after and sign every autograph of anyone who wants one. And they stayed for hours and hours and they didn't perform. But we signed autographs. They just signed but, Wow. What... It, doesn't it sound like they just got a bunch of people sick afterward? Like, look, we're just like, we're poor, but we'll sign you something with our, like, with, with our, our disgusting, disgusting fingers. hands and nose. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Listen, no one cared because Christina was there. That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah. Genie, and also that Genie was, in a bottle. Yeah, this, was, this was pre-dirty. Like pre- oh, pre- yeah. she was tiny. Yeah. I remember she was like so That's tiny. Right. Yeah. She had what a girl wants. That was her big thing. Yeah. What do they want? <laughs>
Well, honestly, <laughs> watch the movie. Yeah, what I watched What want. Women Want. Yeah. I don't think I learned anything. <laughs> no, no. We just learned that Mel Gibson is a piece uh, of shit. It's a garbage. Yeah, that's what we learned. That's what yeah. that movie did. I love that movie. It hits all the beats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they, they remade it with like. Uh, yes, uh, with it, Taraji P. Henson. Did right. they? Yes, yeah, just what recently. Want. What Men Want. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes, I think that's called. I think that's right. Okay. If you're listening, everybody, IMDb it. (laughs) So uh, we're going to do a real smooth segue from this conversation to what our panel discussion is about today. Yes. Uh, Friendship. Wow. Talking about best buds. And it's so fitting because you guys are such good buds. Yeah. I would say one of my best friends. Oh. I would say... Kevin. One of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is this what this is going to be about? You know what? That's good enough for me. Wait, like, uh, Kevin's you married. It my list, did you then... go to the wedding? <laughs> yeah. yeah. At... Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a best man or anything because I, I, I mean, I. It's antiquated. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, the whole wedding thing is. You a didn't sham. pick a best man. No, no. I also, like, I didn't have a, we didn't have a wedding party. We didn't uh, do any of this. this. Okay, this is interesting. I will say, I did get the, the privilege of witnessing him and his partner get. Uh, certified marriage, oh, right. marriage yeah. certificates. I was there. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're uh, right. Him and his partner Danny came to my house with a priest. No, uh, with a with, uh, what are they called? An officiant. Yeah, an officiant, but she was also like a spiritual uh, something. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, and a doula. I, it, I wish it wasn't just <laughs> yeah, a doula. Yes. <laughs> Someone else was giving birth. She was busy. <laughs> And yeah. I was the one they who witnessed your thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you like you, you and Natalie and actually Nat. saw, watched us get married. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that's good. That that's that's confirming that you are good friends. See, yeah. This yeah, is... I say best, but I guess he said. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an interesting uh, topic in the world uh, under the umbrella of friendship is picking people for your bridal party. Mm. I feel like that yeah. is so. For me, I'm I'm really weird. I get really offended if a close friend. Doesn't. If I didn't make the cut, or if they, I would be offended too. Like I, it I, messes me up if, yeah. if I had different expectations. Yeah, do you have siblings? I have no siblings. See, so that's it the thing. Like, fucking matters that, that's to the, me. That's the tough thing because if you had siblings, you if someone has, you can put them as the thing. So all your friends can be like, okay, I get it. It's, it's the brother, or I get it. It's yeah. the sister. Yeah, I'm lucky. I have that, so I, I don't have to pick between my best friends because I have yeah. like four best friends, and I yeah. mean it when I say that. Like they're like my loves. Yeah, and but if I were to pick. A bridal party, I'm lucky. I have the you out. You have the out. Yeah. You have yeah. Otherwise, I can't oh, yeah, choose. You're Otherwise, you're, I actually think it's brutal because one of my other best friends who got married um, uh, asked a bunch of people to be in the uh, bridal party, but like it, it felt like there was ranking. Mm. My first time oh. in my life, I felt ranked as a friend. And I don't even know if I talked to him about this, but like when one person went for this one thing beforehand and I came after to the sushi dinner but I didn't hear about the pre thing and I'm like wait why do I feel like these people have now forced me to feel ranked now I don't even think he made me feel ranked I think that's the idea of marriage and like having a wedding and having to have a bridal party yeah Yeah, and and that's what I like about your wedding I didn't feel like I didn't feel ranked but there were some people that, that didn't come to the ceremony that I really which came to the ceremony, but I like it was just so hard for me to figure out 
the, the, like because the, I, I was like I don't want to put people into categories of like who is closer to me in this way so I was like I'm just going to eliminate all of that but in a and, weird way it's kind of refreshing like a band-aid yeah. how it's like the modern version because I don't think we're as honest as adults with our friends it's the modern version of I'm letting you know where you stand in my life. Like, I, yeah. I, I've had it clarify things with me with people. Same like when someone takes you off Facebook. Right. You didn't think that would happen. Hey, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't get invited to someone's wedding, it kind of makes you go, okay, I know I know what oh, we yeah. are. Yeah. Invite is very interesting versus like where you, even if you're in the bridal party or not. Because if you're not invited, yeah. and they still like claim to be your friend, I understand. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you're right, Lindsay. It's like, I know where I stand with you. Yeah. yeah, and that's sometimes tough to swallow. That yeah. it doesn't happen much to me. <laughs> Let's speak. Yeah, like you're that. at every wedding. You, you are at every wedding. No, but I mean, like, like I don't know. I was uh, with someone once who they they didn't realize they were only invited to the 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 dance portion. Oh, see, that's when it's dangerous. Yeah, they were only, and they came with a present, and they were like totally hurt. But but the, and they yeah. arrived earlier. Well, I think they thought. They just saw a bunch of friends from their college class that had yeah. been invited, and yeah. then suddenly you're picking apart every interaction. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. laughed. We had good times. <laughs> Did it, <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you guys, are you guys the kind of guys, I'm guessing, that you guys are the kind of guys that have friends from childhood that you're still friends with? I know it's rare, but do you guys have, like, friends from grade school still? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm as close with them but I, I feel like that like I I feel like when I create good friendships those friendships tend to just be eternal I know that's that sounds very stupid no it's nice but uh, but anytime like you know like I meet up with a friend that I hadn't seen in like two years and we get together it's not like us catching up it's us picking up where we love you know what I mean like there's no like so how, how's this oh this and this and this it's more like great it's like no time has passed right and life just continues as as it was you know um and yeah and i i that that's that's how i feel with a lot of those childhood ones but like and again like i barely see them a lot of them have like moved to vancouver or some of them are in the states now um but like i feel like the my best friendships that i've created have been the ones that i've created uh when i've been older christian is yeah for sure one of my best friends and I'm you heard it here first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it took him half the podcast. <laughs> it took to admit to himself. <laughs> not me, I knew. <laughs> oh man, so much ranking, even in this podcast. What about you, Christian? You know what? I mean, no and yeah. Yeah, because I like still like, uh, I feel like I carry a lot of different friend groups because people were parts of my life that I don't like to erase. Like, I don't like to erase parts of my life. Like, throwing away pictures of people is really fucked to me. I never do that either. I can't. Even if someone really like hurt me, yeah. I keep it. Yeah. It's, but is that healthy? Only if you look at it, like, really once in a while. Is Not that, common. If you do is it, that like... the way to do it? Yeah, like, if you, you can go down memory lane once in a while, but if you're, if you're living down there, then Yeah, it's then, it, then it's a problem. Yeah. I, I feel like, like, if you erase it, then... It, like it's a part of who you are, which like, is yeah. kind of like erasing so like, like who you are. I yeah. think so. I'm like, it's a part of your life. Like, why not? And absolutely, you don't. I don't think you have to remember it, but I, yeah, I, I think I do the same thing. Yeah, I just think some of my friends growing up really helped define me. Yeah, mm-hmm. in not always in a good way, like some in a shitty way, where yeah. I'm just like, why I learned 
to be this type of person that way and then like that made me wake up to be this type of person now kind of thing but like I'm not really close with anyone from back then I have one friend from high school who's like my dear friend uh otherwise like if we see if we like message each other it's very great and nice but they still have a place in my but do you find even when you see that old high school friend that they bring out a side of you I know certain friends bring out more things to me like I have a friend who has a very catty fun sense of humor yeah and I become more of that but only in their presence because it's kind of our shorthand with each other but with other friends I'm more mushy or vulnerable or about stuff like it's right. weird or you have your party friend yeah who yeah. a lot of your relationship is based on getting trashed oh yeah 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 i have a, a guy who i was always like him and i were always buds and I, it was like our relationship was i would always make fun of him mm-hmm. but not in a way that's malicious it's just like you know when you rib one of your friends i was the one who would always rib him and he was such a great sport about it now i haven't seen him in years if i did that it would feel a little weird although that's how we communicated like, it feel maybe a little, like, I need to grow up kind of thing if that was, like, immediately yeah, right, what I went to. Yeah, yeah. And not to say that that's who I am anymore, but like you said about your shorthand, would I just get back into ribbing him the same way? Yeah. And would he be okay with it? I mean, I'd like to see. Yeah. yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. He's here. Let's call He's Brian. Here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, I, I, I don't think I, like, truly understood who I really was until... Uh, like much later on in my life same um so like a lot of my high school years was me and and even my elementary schools was me discovering who i was and i was very quiet very shy and i didn't really have a good um sense of belonging in my friend groups Mm. so i was kind of the person that kind of tagged along with a lot of things i was never really a leader um but uh, but but that being said i like i have like my core group of friends from elementary school that went into high school um that really helped define who who I like it, it, you know like they were the ones that you know really turned me on to like to comics to you know you know geek geekdom mm. and all that stuff and um and uh and and, it, and it's funny now too because like I, I find like I change the most when I see high school people that I thought were cool oh yeah, yeah. like for me that's oh, a now big you thing. mean if you see them now yeah like I think I yeah. have a, I think I have like a really intense high school complex of wanting to show off that I'm successful and that right. and not Ooh, that I'm no, but better yeah, than yeah. but 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 the idea that like like I really wish I had my self awareness and self confidence that I have now in high school. Did you go because, to your reunion? No, I you know what? I I ran into a a, a woman that when I went to high school with and she was like she was like, hey, the, the high school reunion is coming up. Are, are you invited? I was like, oh, I didn't get the invite at all. She's like, oh, I'll invite you on Facebook. And then like two, three months later, uh, I'm like, I, oh, I guess it didn't happen or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and same then with I, mine. I went on to Facebook and I saw all of the pictures. And it was oh, like, no. it, was literally, it, was, it was mostly just like a certain group of people that kind of went. Because then I ran into someone else and I was like, did you go to this thing? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't hear about this at all. Um, but I'm running into like high school people that I I like like truly like looked up to and the, or that I had crushes on and all this stuff and I'm like oh. and I'm like I, I feel like I'm such a different person around them now and I feel like I'm like I'm making jokes and I'm like I don't care about you <laughs> like, yeah. as opposed to in high school it is it's so liberating that you that I feel like I can just be myself and actually have a conversation oh, with them oh I would actually but I'm like say, I can't you so you do think you're you're different now with them in a good way. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I well, I don't know if, if it's good, right? Because <laughs> I still have this sense of 
of still wanting to 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 show off a little bit. Yeah. But I, but I, I feel great being able to actually have a conversation with them and understand their personalities and and see how they fit in with mine and be like, oh, okay, like you, you aren't on a like I put you on a pedestal for what reason? Just because you were um, outgoing in school? Like you're that's, better at that's faking it, it at exactly. that point in your or life like, than yeah. I was. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you know, my high school reunion, only a few people tried to plan it. And then it got canceled because no one wanted to show up because everyone realized they had Facebook and they didn't need it. Oh, anymore. of course. Oh, yeah. Like, we all know what happened to everybody. Yeah. They so are a doctor and that went. person is a dancer and that person is a public yeah. speaker. Yeah. It yeah. just everyone. I think Facebook has ruined the, the mystery of a high school reunion. Oh, I guess so. Because we know yeah. how everyone turned out that you wanted yeah. to know how. Yeah, but there's also the, but there's still the mystery of being able to like interact. Like I feel like that's the big thing, right? Because <laughs> I feel like I'm I feel seeing like I see you so many... in the past right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but because there, there's, I feel like there's so much of like the nuances of like, True. of being able to interact with somebody that was in a completely different social group than you, and <laughs> and be like, oh my god, like we actually we could have been friends. Like I if if right. we like put all the bullshit of high school away. And like understood the the you know the broader picture of the world and and what we were going into like we could have actually been friends and I like the the amount of people that like that pop up in my life and I'm like oh my god like yeah like you're you're fucking awesome like why you're such a weird person why why did I not see this mm-hmm. but yeah. it's because it was it was shrouded by people just not wanting to be weird and in, in, in or not knowing or not how to knowing be themselves to, yeah exactly I don't know if you guys when you learned how to be the version of you are now but like mine was like at the end of university yeah like in that those years so yeah. like 21 i started being like i think i have an idea of what i could be am are you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. and then so high school we're just navigating like every single emotion every single pressure yeah of like do this do that pass your school go to school yeah it's also your world too right it's, like it's you don't everything. know anything else outside of yeah. Of, at least yeah. I, I, I didn't. I thought. I feel like everybody thinks that high school is like. I feel they, like they own it or or they don't own it, and they. You know. I feel like it. when I was younger, I had more um, shoot from the hip confidence than oh, really? I do now. I yeah. actually think things have. I think life has smacked me in the face a bunch <laughs> of times. Yeah. Listen, we're sitting in my living room and all my tax receipts are all over the floor. I've been confronted with my choices all day. Uh, I'm in a weird headspace. Last question I'm going to ask you on the panel is, have you guys ever had a big falling out with a friend? Like someone you're really close with? Uh, No, but I I, I think I came pretty close. Uh... And like, like not, not not recently, but like in the last like five six years with a friend. Yeah. And it like true like one of my one of my best friends was was directing a show, and we we were a part of this like this company for a while, and uh, it was it was a university show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we 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 did uh, we did two shows. Uh, we performed in the shows together, and throughout that we you know we started writing together. And then we got to a point where um, we were like, if 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 either of us gets a chance to direct, and obviously it would be him because he was the one that actually went to the school, um, he'd be like, yeah, like we're gonna direct together and blah blah all this stuff, and um, and then he ended up getting a, 
the director position for the show. And I remember us like having conversations and talking and I was like, oh no, like this isn't going to work. Um, and also because his girlfriend at the time was choreographer and, and I mean, they just lived together. And so they were, you know, conversing about the show and doing their right. own thing. So I was like, if, if we make this into a three headed thing, as opposed to a two-headed thing, then this is going to... You're going to be the one that... Uh, or just things are going to go awry. Right. Like, it's going to go crazy. So I, I completely, like, backed out. And there was, like, a period of time where I was like, I think this is, like, a little bit weird between us. Um, and adult friendships... Was, right. it, I don't know if you guys find this, but I find with adult friendships, you can't have it out the way you used to. Like, yeah. I kind of miss that element of some of my high school friendships of people I'm still friends with. Like, we can't just have a... A lame, immature fight, almost. Right, right. Where we get upset because you don't get to see your friends as much because you're all adults and you have partners and all this stuff. So you kind of want to rock the boat all the time. So you have these, like, resentments sometimes in French. I don't know if you feel that. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh... I don't know if I have resentments. I just, uh... I feel like I'm... This is gonna sound so stupid, but, like... I feel like I'm pretty good at, like, making things... Uh, work in mm. relationships like it's you know how like in relationships some people like fix a lot I think to, I'm a, like a fixer and I don't know if that's a great thing to be in relationships I just know that's a part of my repertoire it means you're gonna be married to the day you die you're gonna end up with someone oh that's yeah what that means. but I've always been in relationships right, right? like right? I've always been, I was in a five year long relationship then I was in a six year long relationship I dated uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a long term relationship right now and it's and, and I think it's part of that but it's I've been a year I, it's been a year <laughs> Listen, um, I'm rooting for that one. I think that one's gonna turn fa- out good. It's my favorite it's one. Gonna, it is my. It it's is, my favorite one. Right? Yeah, I'm biased. It's my favorite. Um, but I was in a. So, but I also love my friends. Like I talked about loving Kevin, and I actually say, like I say, I love you to him, uh, and I say I love you to my other best friends, and all the, um, uh, maybe four of the five of them are male. I say I love you to all of them, and uh, one of one and one of the incidents that happened. Uh, where we all got into a real tete-a-tete and this was like going to define our relationship was like I was being a real punk like I um, someone did something and I sniped like you know how like you can be passive aggressive or you can like make a comment that you did Mm -hmm. not need to make to really fuel the situation so my one friend was like bringing it uh, like uh, I was angry at them Mm -hmm. all of them Uh, and one person was sending these like fucking aggressive emails and I decided to talk to one of my friends I'm like I'm pissed off at this he's like just let it be calm down and I didn't let it be and I I responded to the email passive aggressively and then shit hit the fan with all of us <laughs> and then and this is like years ago now right I'm imagining you sending a gif or something yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah just a fucking gif like just a, an eye roll an eye roll or something like giving the fucking finger <laughs> Gifts weren't around back then when, I, when this fight happened. You have to send an actual YouTube clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it, we fuck, and then we ha- we were hashing it out so bad. We had to go to my friend's house, all five of us, and sit down and work oh, it out. Holy. So wow. we sat down, and I like immediately, like my friend is so eloquent, and he was the one I offended the most um, with my with my like passive aggressive comments. And I want to know this comment. I don't even remember, truthfully. I just remember, like, I was being unreasonable. And he, he's someone that, like, ignites quickly. So I ignited him. And I knew I did. And so he, like, laid it all out. And then, like, all I had to do was just kind of, like, eat crow. And was like, guys, I'm, I'll never, never do this again. 
I am so sorry. Like, I love you. This is on me. I took it personally. I did that. Like, I just owned all of my shit. And then everyone else owned the shit in the group. One guy did nothing wrong. He was just there the whole time quiet. <laughs> so he was just like, mm-hmm. he just yeah. passed out yeah. drinks. Yeah. He passed out drinks. It was Alex Spencer who was the yeah. quiet one. He was just like, yep, yep, yeah. yeah. you guys got to sort this thing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm here to support. Yeah. And then we all, honest to God, stood up in my friend's parents' living room hugged each other all That's five it. of us yeah oh and i think me and the one who i offended cried <laughs> because they're my best friend to this yeah. day they're all my best friends and yeah. like if we didn't if all of us didn't like resolve that. resolve it it yeah. would have been brutal because i've never had people like that who were yeah. willing to accept my nonsense and then i've grown since then where i don't do nonsense like that yeah and i also don't do that in relationships ideally yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I always find that, because, like, I don't think I've had, like, a huge falling out with anybody. Mm. But if I have had something that was getting to that point, I get to a place where I'm like, we have to resolve this. Yeah. No. Um, but then even then, I'm like, th- those are the people that I consider to be, like, my best friends. Because I'm like, we can talk about the shittiest of shits and the, the shit that so... we do that fucking irks each other. Mm-hmm. And... We've disagreed, but I don't think we've ever fought about anything. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you guys, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Can you uh, promo anything, Kevin? Um, can I pro- can, can we promo? Uh, You're in uh, Come From Away I'm in come all, from the away time, all the time, forever. Uh, we, yeah, we just got extended until uh, uh, September 30th, which is great. If you're in Toronto if and you want to see the, the Broadway smash yeah. Come From Away, we Kevin's really today. need your help. <laughs> because. <laughs> right. Mm, the show is not doing well. <laughs> yeah. It's just not doing. It's a sellout it's every not. night, standing ovation every night. <laughs> yeah, in case you don't know, it's doing really well. Um, but I, I'm 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 I, I'm directing a French show that's <gasps> coming up. I don't know the dates, but the the place called Ouvre le Porte Fermé la Bouche. It's not French. It's not a French show, but it has a French title. Okay, that's great. And it was actually written by a friend of mine in high school. All right. Yeah, Toronto and we French. actually weren't even friends. I just loved her play so much. Wow. Yeah, okay, and I think we've gotten closer over the years because I keep asking her about her play. Look at you tying it into the theme. I know. Perfect. Yeah. Anything going on with you, Christian? Uh, absolutely nothing. Um, no, you can. Uh, you know what? Kevin and I are nominated uh, for like uh, Canadian Comedy Awards. So if you yeah. want to like. Oh, I should have said that at the beginning. I'm sitting with the Canadian Comedy Award nominated. I just edit that into the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So just like our, we have a short called The Good Samaritans nominated in like a. Oh yeah. great. A web series called Soul to Student Comedy. If you want to vote or nominate us, you can do that at the yeah. website. I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, we're performing a, b- a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Christian moved in with his girlfriend. Yeah. That's right. Go visit them. So, no, 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 don't visit them. Oakley Avenue. It's not 22 Oakley. Please forget that yeah. address. Please forget that address. Uh, Bye, M6, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Truce Be Told. The episode all about friendship. A lot of dudes on this episode. All guys. Which is fine. That's great. I try to keep it um, pretty equal. You'll notice there's usually a nice mix of people. Very different types of people. Different genders. Um, Some episodes it's all ladies. Some it's all dudes. I don't know. It just kind of works out that way. A lot of dude friendship today. But uh, they were all great, and thanks so much to them for being on the show. Time to go through my thank you spiel. I want to thank, first and foremost, my guests on this episode. 
Thank you to Jeffrey Brown. Thank you to Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll. Thank you to Christian Smith and Kevin Vidal. You guys were all great. Thank you to Matthew Reed, who made the music on this podcast. Thank you to Catherine Fogler, who did the podcast photography. Thank you to Kurt Furla, who did the graphic design on that podcast photography. Thank you to Trevor Pullman, who is my partner in crime in editing. Thanks, buddy. Thank you to the boys of the Sonar Network, Cody Crane and Michael Mangiardi. Thanks for posting this. And uh, if you're interested in following me on Instagram, you can find me at Lindsomullo. That's L-I-N-D-S-O-M-U-L-L-O. Lots of new episodes coming, so stay tuned. It's going to get, it's going to get even more personal and truthful and fun and sometimes sad. I did some sad interviews this week that really made me want to cry. So get ready to cry. It's coming like a tidal wave. Okay, have a good rest of your week. Hang out with your friends. Bye. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.